Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. You have survived it. You made it through the weekend. Praise be to God. You're back at it. A whole week lined up. Who knows what God has in store. God's will be done in all things. We're going to have a great show for you today. Very excited. Today's the day we're going to play at least a portion of the interview we had last week with Dr. Paul Kengor. The devil and Karl Marx. Was Karl Marx possessed by the devil? That is the question. That his book does address, um, you're going to want to listen to this interview. The father of socialist communism, I mean, Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, Mao, Pol Pot, I mean, just Castro. So many have been inspired by Karl Marx. So many millions have perished as a result. So many suffer as a result, including... um, and one of the news stories we're going to be covering today in our What's Concerning Us section with Bree Dale, uh, the host of Intersections, heard today across the GRN in the 8 o'clock Central Hour. Bree is going to be on in our What's Concerning Us section coming up in just under 15 minutes from now to talk about how an entire, almost an entire uh, leadership corps seminary got wiped out, all being arrested in communist China. So... Dr. Paul Kingor's interview today, The Devil and Karl Marx, is going to be a very good one. I, I, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Now, we interviewed him for almost an hour, uh, so we're only going to play a portion of that interview on today's show. We gave out the entire interview to our email list on Thursday, and we had some great feedback from that interview. So it's very powerful. If you want that interview and you did not get it, it's probably because you're not on our email list. Uh, so sign up to our email list, and I'll make sure you get that this week. You can do that at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. How was your weekend? It was nice. Um, earlier, Adrian asked me the same question, and I could not answer him for the life of me. Why right not? Now. Why <laughs> but not? But now I have t- had time to <laughs> reboot my mind, to reboot what happened, um, and a lot of things did happen. Um, <laughs> okay. It was, a, was it bad things that you just no, like, your mind too no, hard, you was... can't remember? You just, you're hoping to forget? or like No, no, no. What was what, just... going on in the life of Janelle? Oh, man. It's... it's... <laughs> No, nothing bad, nothing bad. Okay, I um, I did go to a party yesterday, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was uh, we were uh, celebrating my grandfather's birthday early. Oh, well, um, happy yesterday. birthday, Grandpa! Yes. Praise be to God. Uh, Adrian, good morning to you. What did you do over the weekend? Uh, good morning, good morning. Yes, I uh, was at the uh, my friend's wedding, so I got to serve his wedding. We did a misa cantata, a high mass. For his wedding on Friday or Saturday, rather. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, Sunday, we, me and my family, we watched a movie together. So it was good. What movie did you watch? We watched Nobody, which honestly was, I, there were some unique things to it, but essentially it was a Keanu Reeves ripoff, to be honest. Really? Yeah, it, uh, it was okay. It wasn't a horrible movie. I was expecting it to be much better, but it was uh, basically a Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick ripoff. Um, the violence was a little much at times, 
Uh, but as a whole, it was it was it was a pretty good movie. We watched uh, Chariots of Fire. Now, have you guys seen Chariots of Fire? Nope. No. No. Neither one of you. Mm-mm. I wonder if our audience has seen. Of course, our audience has seen Chariots of Fire. They're older than twelve. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Now that's an old film. Like I was pretty young when that came out, um, and it was like a major. It like it had huge acclaim, and I went back and watched it. Even uh, had my family there. And it just, it was so slow. It's like, I really wanted to speed up the whole time. Couldn't wait to get to the end of it. It's like, I have revisionist history of the films that I used to watch as a kid. Somehow, in my memory, they're better than they actually are. I feel like this is the conversation we've been having all week last week <laughs> after the show. It's still a good film. It, 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 Chariots of Fire is about two men who are very fast runners. One is driven by vain vanity, uh, uh, just wants to be the better than everybody else in the world. And the other one is fast because he believes God made him fast. And by running fast, he gives glory to God, doing the thing God has asked him to do. And so it's a fascinating look at these two men who are super fast competing at the highest levels on, on planet Earth. Um, but one has a better intention than the other. So that's sort of Chariots of Fire. The other one was a, a, a film on Our Lady of Guadalupe that we saw on Amazon. Uh, very fascinating, low budget, but still pretty good. Still worth the money to rent. Uh, you know, obviously it's low budget, so there are issues with the production. But uh, generally it's a good story, and my wife and I enjoyed it. And the one critique I would say is I wish it, was, I wish it too was sort of sped up. It, it was a little long in the tooth, but otherwise... Good film. So praise be to God. Uh, that was the weekend. Today, we're going to speak to Dr. Paul Kengor about his uh, book, The Devil and Karl Marx. And then Bree Dale, host of Intersections, is going to be our guest in the What's Concerning Us section to talk about China arresting bishops, seminarians, priests, and so forth, wiping out the the, the diocese there practically in Xinjiang. So we're going to talk about that today on this hour. In the next hour, we have a game show to play and a podandherpeas.com is our sponsor this week. A podandherpeas.com. We're very grateful to them. So prizes are at stake. If you can join us in the next hour, we would surely love to have you. Let's jump into it. Let's pray for your intentions as well as our own, the Station of the Cross and the Guadalupe Radio Network. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. And now the headlines. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. A single ticket holder in the Pennsylvania uh, in Pennsylvania wins the $550 million Mega Millions jackpot. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the stress of winning that much money all at once? Ugh, glad it's not me. The Guardian reports that a blast in Iran has uh, been destroyed a complex, a factory producing warheads that were flown by drone into Israel from Gaza. So the story goes like this. A complex that houses a factory that makes Iranian drones has suffered a major explosion days after Israel had claimed that Iran was providing drones to Hamas in Gaza. The blast at the weekend injured at least nine workers at the petrochemical factory. Uh, Iran, the Iranian aircraft manufacturing facility, which produces a variety of aircraft drones for the Iranian and pro-Iranian forces, is located in a complex owned by a chemical industry. 
Iran has not provided information on the cause of the incident. Asianews.it is reporting that Xinjiang, the bishop, seven priests, and ten seminarians have all been arrested. A large number of policemen broke into a factory that served as a seminary and arrested the students and professors. In just two days, almost all the ecclesiastical personnel of the apostolic prefecture of Xinjiang were wiped out with an operation by the police forces of the Huabei province. On May 20th, in the early afternoon, at least 100 policemen from Huabei province surrounded the building used as a Dossison seminary in Xinjiang. In fact, it was a small factory owned by a Catholic there, and he gave it over to the diocese to be used as a secret seminary. Following the directives of the new regulation on religious activities, the factory was closed and the company manager was arrested. On the 21st of May, the next day, the bishop was also arrested. The apostolic prefecture of Xinjiang is not recognized by the Chinese government, and for this reason, they consider all the activities, all the personnel to be illegal and criminal. Breitbart is reporting 105 undocumented, unaccompanied minors uh, children, migrant children rather, are apprehended in a single moment in Arizona in the border crossing. Tucson sector border patrol agents apprehended a large group of migrants who illegally crossed the border last week near San Miguel, Arizona. Officials reported 105 of the 124 migrants as unaccompanied minors. During the fiscal year, uh, which just began October the 1st through the end of April, Tucson sector agents apprehended just over 100,000 migrants. It's an increase of 167% over the previous year's 37,000. Of those, only 8,900 were unaccompanied minors. Here's a couple of headlines. 14 people were shot, two fatally, at a house party in Fairfield Township in New Jersey. By the way, lots of gun restrictions in New Jersey. Uh, here's another headline. 12 killed, dozens wounded in weekend shootings across the USA. Here's the, here's the story. According to the Daily Wire, crime experts fear summer of 2021 could be more violent than record-setting 2020. St. Louis, St. Louis leading the way. Experts who spoke to Fox News told the network that they expect violent crime to rise again over the summer of 2021, following a particularly violent spring. And cities like St. Louis, Missouri, New York City, and Chicago are likely to lead the way to a record-setting national homicide rate. Big cities are expected to have the worst rates, with cities like St. Louis and Chicago already experiencing higher-than-normal uh, averages. The third, week of May, the third week of May was particularly bloody as temperatures skyrocketed through much of the country, sending more people outside. According to Fox News, 369 people were shot in the past 72 hours as of Friday afternoon. Over the weekend, Chicago's NBC News affiliate reported 36 people were shot in Chicago alone and eight were killed, unfortunately. God rest their souls. New York is close behind with a 200% increase in murders on some weekends year over year. And those are your headline news. King St. David of Scotland, pray for us. He was born in 1085. He is the youngest son of King Malcolm III of Canmore and, and St. Margaret of Scotland. He was the brother of St. Uh, uh, Matilda and whose court he grew up and was educated. He was the Prince of Cumbria in 1107. He was married and ascended to the throne of Scotland in 1124. 
he fought in the border wars with England and in 1138 participated in the armistice that halted the fighting. He devoted himself to the welfare of his people and he reorganized a system of land ownership and implemented both new laws and a new legal system. He worked to bring about the faithful in Scotland closer to the Vatican. He founded convents and monasteries, supported the monastic work and the organization of five new dioceses. He was a spiritual student of St. Alorado of Revolox. Uh, he died on the 24th of May, 1183, in Carlisle, Scotland, of natural causes. King St. David of Scotland, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 19, verses 25 through 34. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a hyssop, on a sprig of hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of the week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're just about at the break. Bree Dale's coming up next. We're going to be talking about what happened in China over the weekend. But what a gospel passage. Our Lady. This is a key back to Genesis 3.15. And the woman who is the mother of the Messiah whose offspring would conquer evil. She is given to the beloved disciple, to you and to me. And from that hour, we should take her into our home, just like John did. Amen. On the other side of this break, what happened in China? All that and more. Bree Dale's our guest. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past, while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. I want to thank GloryAndShine.com for generously underwriting a portion of Catholic Drive Time. We're just very grateful for our sponsors who help make it financially possible for us to get up every day at 3 o'clock in the morning to be here in the studio, to look at the news, to look at the gospel, saying the day, have incredible guests on, to give you some insight into the world around us every single Monday through Friday here on the show. And GloryAndShine.com is helping to make that possible. Glory and Shine is a Catholic family-owned and operated business that make uh, personal care products like uh, lotions and body mists and soap bars and even beard care products. That's what I've been using at the house um, beautiful Catholic packaging, by the way, just really top notch. But we're just very grateful to them. Gloryandshine.com is their website. Gloryandshine.com. Coming up in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so from right now, uh, we're going to be playing a portion of an interview we recorded last week uh, with Dr. Paul Kengor on his book, The Devil and Karl Marx. I guarantee you probably, if unless you've read the book already, you probably haven't heard much about this from any other place. Um, because most biographers of Karl Marx try to avoid this part of the conversation, how disturbed the man's life was, how disturbed his family life was, and how so many took his ideology and ran with it, and millions were murdered, million, millions more were, have been adversely affected, and uh, that conversation. We're only playing about 20 minutes of it. The whole hour-long conversation has been given out to those on our email list. Thank you for being on the email list, by the way. And if you aren't on the email list, sign up, and you will. I'll make sure you get that this week if you want. You can sign up to our email list on our website at grnonline.com grnonline.com. Uh, so that's, again, coming up in about uh, 20 minutes or so. We're trying to connect right now with Bree Dale. She is the host of Intersections, and uh, she is... Uh, that show comes up, by the way, at 8 o'clock Central Time across the GRN. She is a journalist, and she looks at the news from a Catholic perspective, um, and she's got some really interesting takes. Her and Joey Mignon. We had Joey on, I think it was last week. But the story that we're trying to to dive into today is the story that got reported by Asia News, um, asianews.it. And here's the deal. Uh, this is troubling because, you know, there's this secret Vatican uh, deal um, and that came out, they renewed it. It, it apparently it involves you know, a billion dollars? I don't know. That's the report. That's the speculation. I can't confirm that. I don't really know. But here's the deal. What is the deal getting us as Catholics if it means that seminaries are wiped out in China and the religious persecution continues? Let me read a little bit about, I read a little bit in the news, but let me read this again to you. Um, Here's the deal. In just two days, almost all the ecclesiastical personnel of the apostolic prefecture of Xinjiang were wiped out with an operation by the police forces of the Huabei province. Yesterday, uh, May 21st, Bishop Monsignor Zhang 
the day before, then seven priests and 10 seminarians were all arrested. So it was a two-day operation. May 20th was the first day. In the early afternoon, at least 100 policemen from Huabi province um, surrounded the building, used as a and seminary. In fact, Xingsheng used a small factory owned by a Huabi Catholic as a seminary. So this person who owned the factory uh, decided that they were going to give their factory over to the diocese to be used as a secret seminary, and the police basically raided the place. Police entered the building and arrested four priests, seminary teachers, and three other priests were all, were all, were, who are doing pastoral work. Together with them, 10 seminarians who received lessons in the factory were arrested. Following the directives, directives of the new religious new regulations on religious activities, the factory was closed and the company manager was arrested. The apostolic prefecture of Xinjiang is not recognized by the Chinese government. For this reason, all activities of the priests, seminarians, and faithful are considered illegal and criminal. Did the Vatican China deal help us with that? No. No, it didn't. After the raid, it goes on to say, the policemen confiscated all the personal effects of the priests and seminarians. Given the huge deployment of police forces, the raid is thought to have been planned for some time. Civil authorities believe that there are other seminarians who have managed to escape and are looking for them in the surrounding area. Could you imagine escaping and evading as a seminarian trying to uh, not be arrested simply because you are in formation for the priesthood? Public security and the police are going from house to house in search for them. If they discover there are signs uh, attributable to the Catholic faith, courses, statues, sacred images, photos of the Pope, etc., the owners are fined and the objects seized and destroyed. Did the Vatican sign deal uh, help with that? No, no, it didn't. According, goes on to say, according to many observers, since the signing of the provisional agreement between China and the Holy See, the, pers- the persecution against Catholics, especially the unofficial ones, has increased. Oh, I see. We're picking, we're picking winners and losers when it comes to the faithful in China. The official state church apparently gets a pass, or at least more of a pass. And the underground, the more faithful Catholics there, are getting uh, the hammer. It goes on to say the agreement concerns only the appointment of new bishops, but it was permissed that the rest of the situation of the church would remain on standby, waiting to address the problems with dialogue between the two parties. Instead, the police forces have placed bishops under house arrest, imposed very high fines on the faithful, expelled parish priests from churches, arrested priests and seminarians. For many faithful, the agreement has been but been a betrayal. Archbishop Joseph Zhang, 63, was ordained a bishop in 1991 and has suffered periods of imprisonment several times. The Apostolic Prefecture of Xinjiang has 100,000 faithful. Wow. Um, let that sink in for a moment. Unfortunately, we're having connection issues with Bree Dale, so I'm not sure she's going to be able to join us. Uh, Adrian is trying to work that out with her right now. But, but this is a very concerning story. Again, they renewed this deal. So we were scandalized the first time we heard this deal. Then they renewed the deal. We were re-scandalized. And since we've seen churches bulldoze to the ground, we've seen churches have their religious iconography removed and images of Xi Jinping put up along with quotes of his and the CCP party. We've seen many arrests 
And now, in the very same province of China that houses uh, concentration camps with the Uyghur Muslims, many of which are going through organ harvesting, many of which are slave labor. By the way, how many solar panels? I own two solar panels. Uh, most of those solar panels have been uh, produced, the, the ingredients from slave labor out of those concentration camps. So this is very troubling news. Bree Dale, are you with us? Bree Dale, we can hear you in the background. Are you there? Bree Dale, we can hear you. You are live on the radio, Bree. We, we can hear you, Bree. We can hear you. Can you hear us? All right, Bree. Well, we only have about uh, four and a half minutes left. What's the deal? I just read this article from AsianNews.it about the situation of the arrests of the bishop and the priest seminarians. What is going on there? How come the Vatican deal is not helping? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know uh, the persecution in China? Uh, I imagine it's less so for the above ground patriotic church versus the underground. Do we have any information specific to that?
Yeah. Bree Dale is our guest. We have only a few minutes left. Um, what's going to be on your show? Intersections is the show. It happens at 8 a.m. Central across the GRN every Monday. Uh, what's on your show today? What's on your agenda? All right, that comes up today, 8 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern, across the GRN. You can actually watch it live if you want, right on our YouTube channel, just at GRN Online, or we're going to be posting the podcast of that actually on the website as well, grnonline.com. Bree Dale, thank you for your time. We're glad we got you connected. God bless you and God love you, and have a great show. We'll be tuning in. That's going to do it. On the other side of this break, we're going to have breaking news and our interview with Paul Kenborg. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that most modern philosophies are very dark and depressing? As G.K. Chesterton says, most people in our world today have been forced to be happy about the little things, but sad about the big ones. But that's not the way we were meant to be. We were meant to be joyful. Sadness is only an interlude. Praise should be the permanent pulsation of the soul. The Christian is able to deny himself immediate pleasures because there's great joy and fulfillment inside him. The pagan must constantly seek after pleasure because there's great sadness and emptiness inside him. Joy, which is the small publicity of the pagan, is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Let's share the secret. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean, and these are your headline news. The Blaze is reporting Manhattan parents appalled at a pornographic literacy class at elite $47,000 a year prep school, which introduced teens to adult-themed topics. That seems pretty crazy. 
The Epic is uh, reporting, Epic Times is reporting, the DOJ is seizing $90,000, charges Black Lives Matter uh, supporter who stormed Capitol and sold footage to news outlets. The Department of Justice seized $90,000 from a Utah man who sold footage of Ashley Babbitt being shot during the January 6th Capitol breach, according to court filings. John Earl Sullivan, a political activist who reportedly attended Black Lives Matter protests last year and who allegedly agitated rioters inside the Capitol, was also charged with new weapons charges, according to the documents that were released last week. So far, more than 400 people have been charged in connection to the breach, which occurred as members of Congress were voting to certify the 2020 election. According to court filing, Sullivan portrayed himself as an independent journalist who was reporting on the chaos, but he actually encouraged other participants to, quote, burn, unquote, the building and engaged in violence. Sullivan is accused of having conversations with others in the building and allegedly told them, quote, we got to get this expletive burned, unquote according to the court documents in the case. LifeSite is reporting Missouri Parish segregates non-vaccinated in church, bans them from using the parish hall. The story goes, a large Catholic parish in the Archdiocese of St. Louis is enforcing segregation in the church between vaccinated and non-vaccinated members of the congregation and banning the non-vaccinated from using the parish hall. In a May 19 letter emailed to parishioners and posted on the parish website, it is described that the new measures would be introduced in the parish relating to COVID-19. In accordance with the guidance from the Archdiocese, he wrote those who had received the, their experimental vaccine for the virus would no longer have to wear masks inside the church or parish hall, but those who had not received the injection would have to continue wearing the face masks. However, it goes a step further by separating the two groups of people in the church in the email sent to parishioners and obtained by LifeSite News, the church has now been divided into two, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Catholic News Agency reports a Catholic priest killed and another kidnapped in an attack on Nigerian parish. Gunmen attacked a Catholic parish in northern Nigeria Thursday, killing one priest and kidnapping another. Father Alphonsus Bello was found dead on May 21, the morning after his parish at St. Vincent Fair Catholic Church in the Diocese of Sokoto was attacked by armed bandits. He was 23 years, or 33 years old, rather. Bella was kidnapped along with another priest, Father Joe, 75 years old, who remains missing, according to the statement from the diocese in the extreme northwest of Nigeria. The incident is the latest in a series of abductions and killings of clergy in Africa's most populous country. On May 17th, the Catholic priest serving in Nigeria's northern Kaduna Archdiocese was kidnapped with 10 other people in an attack by the gunmen, and eight people were killed. Two days later, bandits reportedly attacked an Assemblies of God church in northern Nigeria, also killing eight people, according to local media. And those are your headline news. And now we're going to play for you a portion of an interview with Dr. Paul Kengor on the devil and Karl Marx. Was he possessed? That's the question. Joining us right now via phone is Dr. Paul Kingor. He is a poli-sci professor at Grove City College, and he is the author of several books, but uh, the one I want to talk about today is The Devil and Karl Marx, Communism's Long March of Death, Deception, and Infiltration. Dr. Paul Kingor, thank you for being on our program. Yeah, Joe, it's good to be with you. Thanks. 
You know, uh, as you well know, as you've, you've said probably many times now, it, it's, it's hard not to look at the headlines and realize the sort of the state of the affairs, that the trouble we're in. We live in a day and an age where people openly embrace, they're not secret about it anymore, they openly embrace or espouse socialism and even communism. And one has to wonder, do they have any idea what they're thinking or saying? Um, and this book... I've I've gone through the audio book. I'm, I'm probably just about 75% into it at this point. And I have the uh, printed copy or the digital version in front of me as well. And this is a hammer blow to anybody mm-hmm. who would espouse socialism, communism. And so I'm very excited to have you on our program. And I want to start with Karl well, Marx. Thank you. Yeah. I want to start with Karl Marx. I know he's only about a third of your book in actuality. However, I think it's the most important part of the of the entire book in the sense that revisionist history is a thing, and getting to know who this person really is is super important. Can you start there? Tell us, who is Karl Marx? Sure, yeah, and um, I haven't listened to the audio yet myself, so you're doing better than me. That's uh, <laughs> It's very good. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive, and and the uh, yeah, and I, and I and I've got to say, you're right. If people only knew, I mean, I think uh, this maybe you wanted to ask this to me later. I shouldn't jump ahead, but somebody like Patrice Cullors, who's the president of Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter, and, and she she is um, she's an avowed Marxist. She's very open about it. Um, Red Lenin, Marx, and Mao, and if she only knew, among other things, not just what a, a diabolical ideology this is that Marx crafted here. But, but that Marx was an, an awful person and an awful racist, for that matter. I mean, so, and, and this is stuff that people don't know, and including so many Catholics, so many Catholics raised in our modern Catholic education, Catholic schools. Right? Catholics a few generations ago did know about it. I mean, they did know about the evils of communism. So the failure to know this stuff, and I commend you for talking about this, is, is, explains where we are now. And you're right. If people that don't know this, if they actually pause and open the book and look at it, it will be a hammer blow. And I've had people, including a lot of people that are listening right now, they're going to follow up and probably send me an email on this, who, who say, you know, I, I read this and my kid in college or 20 something really needs to read this, but I just don't think that she or he, he will, right? You know, how do I even get them? To, to read it. And the point is, play upon what they've been taught in their secular universities about diversity and freedom of thought and tolerance. If they're really open-minded, if they're really tolerant, if they really believe in diversity, then they'll, they'll open and read a book that they might think they might not agree with, <laughs> right? So, yeah, sorry, that's a, a little bit of a long digression. And so to start with the person of Marx, Boy, uh, yeah, he was born in Trier, Germany, May 5th, 1818, so a little over 200 years ago. And I'll just start with this, Joe, and then cut me off and, and, <laughs> and jump in at any point. But he was, Trier is one of the most Catholic cities in all of Germany. Uh, and in fact, you'd probably put in the top three. It was, wow. it, the, the, yeah, the original cathedral in Trier was founded around the year 330, by none other than Saint Helena, the mother to Augustine, of all people. The the and when when Helena went to the Holy Land to make her famous pilgrimage, where she came back with, among other things, she believed uh, the, the true cross, pieces of the true cross. She came back with 
the crown of thorns that's in Notre Dame today. She also came back with what she believed was the holy robe, the holy coat that Jesus wore on the way to his crucifixion, that the Roman soldiers cast lots for at the, at the, at the foot of the cross. That, that robe is in that cathedral in Trier. That's the town where Marx grew up. So Marx grew up quite literally in the shadow of that great cathedral. And as you probably noticed, one, one of the quite literally you know, diabolical plays that Marx wrote, he, he wrote often, he wrote a number, a number of poems, plays even, about evil, about the devil. In one of them, he has this devil character who's sawing on this violin and working himself up to in this, this frenzy of flames. The guy, when he's wearing this, Marx not only wrote the play, the script, he also wrote the stage for it. He wrote the costumes, everything. While this, this player, this violinist, is, 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 is playing this kind of devilish music, he's wearing the holy robe of wow. Jesus. Yeah, he's wow. wearing the holy robe of Jesus. And, and I opened the book with two different stanzas from two different plays or poems of Marx. And the one, the player, that's the one where he says, uh, See this sword, the prince of darkness sold it to me. It stabs unerringly within thy soul till the hellish vapors rise and fill the brain, till my heart goes mad and I go utterly insane. Uh, I play ever boldly, I play to the dance of death. So that, that comes from that play. So Marx had this weird, sick fascination with the devil. I say very carefully in the book, that you know, I am not of the authority as a as a, as a secular uh, secular person, as or as a historian, to to level a charge like, oh, Marx was possessed. Yeah, I, I picked up on that early. Man. Obviously, you make yeah, this yeah. you make this uh, this clause. Yeah, you know, it's like this is the default statement. I have to read this. You know, I got to make right. sure everybody understands. I'm not declaring him possessed. Okay, now we can move right. on. He is potentially very possessed. <laughs> yeah, it, I like how it's the devil and Karl Marx and, and not the devil in Karl Marx. <laughs> right, right. So very good. Well, that, well and, and I should point out, I, I quote there some, some scholars, uh, biographers of Marx, who feel that he was possessed. And you know, one of them is the late pastor Richard Wormbrand, who, who, was, who was literally tortured in, in communist prison camps in Romania. And he had people, he had communist torturers quite literally shouting at him, we are the devil, we are the devil. Wow. So, so he, yeah, he believed that Marx was, I think he said, a Satanist. And uh, now he'll be dismissed by a lot of secular historians. I, I quote one of them, Francis Ween, who's very pro-Marx and makes fun of Warren Braun for it. And I note in the book, and I footnote, I'm like, you know, that's really, really kind of We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. St. Paul tells us to pray always. Easy for him to say. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. But how are we to pray in the middle of a tense day at the office, while rushing to get the shopping done and get home, while picking up our kids and their friends for soccer? In his rule, St. Benedict has a suggestion for us. He took short Bible verses or other sayings such as, O oh God, come to my assistance, Lord, make haste to help me, or Lord, help. These short prayers are like darts, which are small and fly straight to their target. Since these prayers are short, we can pray them at any time with full intention. Thus, they too fly straight to God and reach their mark. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, 
Visit OneMinuteMonk.com O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com So open your Bible, perhaps to the Psalms, and find those darts you can use through the day, and you too can be like St. Paul and pray always. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. I want to thank Real Estate for Life, realestateforlife.org for being a proud sponsor of Catholic Drive Time, connecting people, buying and selling homes to bring about uh, support for pro-life organizations like ours. Now it's time to get back into our interview with Dr. Paul Kengor, really the devil and Karl Marx. It's crude to do that, Mr. Wayne, because after all, you know, you weren't tortured in communist prisons like Wormbrand was, right? You know, cut the guy some slack. And the other person who's a, really a, a scholar and true authority on Marx was a, a British scholar named Robert Payne, who was a, a British um, man of arts, letters, playwright, literature, a really eclectic, very well-rounded, you know, absolutely not what anyone would consider a, you know, a right-winger, wrote a couple of major biographies of Marx, 1968, early 70s, uh, and he wrote, he said, there did seem times in which Marx believed he was doing the works of, of the devil. And, and he said where it seemed like Marx might have been possessed. So others have said that. But I just, I always want to be very careful, especially as, as a Catholic, right? Faith, hope, and charity. We want to be charitable. You don't ever want to level a charge at somebody like that if you don't know, right? But, but as I say in the book, whether or not the guy was a, was a Satanist or possessed, and he was an atheist, so he probably he didn't believe in the spiritual, um, we should all at least agree that what we see here from Marx is very troubling, very troubling, and certainly not somebody who or whose, or whose philosophy and ideology one would want to emulate. Did you happen to read any of... Fulton Sheen's uh, books on communism or any of his speeches on communism. Did he talk about read this kind of thing? Every book. I read every book that Sheen did on communism, communism and the conscience of the West, even books that um, almost pamphlets, smaller books. Um, a, a communist an- a communism answers the questions of a communist. That's one that hardly anyone even knows about. I haven't heard so, that. So, yeah, yeah. And so Sheen, uh, you know, Sheen knew, Sheen knew this. He, he, knew, he knew a lot of it. He especially knew the personal stuff on Marx. And if you look in the end notes, I quote, um, I quote Sheen. I quote the uh, conservative British historian Paul Johnson. I quote Wormbrand. But most of all, wherever I can, I, I quote the original primary sources, Marx himself, and, and also sympathetic Marxist historians. It, to the extent that they cover this stuff, you know, m- most of the modern-day Marxist historians avoid this stuff like the plague. But the, the the original Marx plays, the really chilling ones, they they were discovered by Marx's original biographer, a German socialist named Franz Mehring, who, when he discovered this stuff, he told Marx's daughter, 
he said, <laughs> you do not want people to see this. Right? You, you know, this stuff, put, you know, put this under lock and key. I mean, th- this is really bad, right? So for, for anybody listening now who's maybe a Marxist who wants to shrug this off, Marx's original historian didn't shrug it off. I mean, he, he knew how ugly this was. He, he knew how disturbing it was. And it was left to a communist, the Bolshevik, David Ryazanov of the, of the Marx-Ingels Institute in Moscow, to find this stuff almost 40, 50 years later, and at least had the intellectual integrity to say, no, this needs to be preserved, this needs to be kept, this is the real Karl Marx, and um, you know, th- we, you know, this, this, this should not be suppressed. We need, this information needs to be known. Dr. Paul Kangor is our guest. His book is The Devil and Karl Marx. It is published by TAN, by the way, and we will link to it, of course. It is a great book. I highly recommend it. It is, uh, intense in parts, actually, a hammer blow to this modern revisionist ideal of a utopia that we can somehow all achieve is now out and out in, in the public sphere. It's a very concerning. I want to go back to Marx, and, and you know, and you, you made the mention you can't really say one way or another he was possessed, but the evidence does show an incredible disturbance in this person. He was born Jewish. His father converted to Protestantism, grew up in the most Catholic town in Germany. Um, but this guy, ha- he was not a happy person. He was a disturbed individual angry his family life was horrible i mean tell me about some of the those types of details i mean his two of his daughters uh, i learned from your book uh committed suicide in a suicide pact this is disturbing information this is not a person who is peaceful himself let alone could present to us how to achieve utopia that's right yeah yeah so so two daughters i mean as a historian i don't know of another case of this ever he had two daughters who committed suicide in suicide packs with their husbands, okay? And, and, and uh, w- one of the husbands ended up backing out on the suicide pack after he, after he gave his, his wife, Marx's daughter, poison. Mm. And this guy, Edward, Edward Aveling, was just, just an awful guy. In fact, he was a lot like Marx, very selfish, uh, philanderer socialist, uh, mooched money off of everybody else, never wow. made any money himself. And, and people believe that he should have been friends of, of, of the Marx children in the community believe that he probably should have been tried for murder in, in that case. But in, in fact, he gave her poison. And, and as, as you probably saw too, Joe, in, in some of Marx's poetry, uh, poetry, diabolical poetry, poetry about the devil, including the, the one, The Pale Maiden, which sounds like a, you know, a late-night B-movie horror flick, if you, if you read this thing. Uh, the Pale Maiden commits suicide by, by ingesting poison. <laughs> so, you know, the, you know, so this kind of stuff Marx talked about, he wrote about. In fact, the family members even talked about how their dad used to scare them by telling them about these, these, these awful stories. One of them, Hans Rokel, who was this, this little German craftsman, who magician, who made these little little figurines? They said another. In fact, a whole bunch of people around Marx said this. His favorite line, his favorite quote from anything. I mean, a pause right here, Joe. If they ask me or you, right? Hey, do you have a favorite quote, favorite verse? You might say, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Old Testament, chat, yeah, New Testament, First Corinthians, whatever. Um, quote from a saint, right? Be not afraid. For Marx. 
it was a quote from Goethe's Faust. Wow. And yeah, Faust, the Faustian bargain, and specifically from the character Mephistopheles, the devil, demon character. And that, and that favorite line was, everything that exists deserves to perish, mm. right? Everything that exists to perish. So these people who say, oh, you know, why are you guys so hard on Marx? It's just this little old German guy in a <laughs> library who, who just was talking about people sharing wealth and about how bad factory conditions had become. No, Marx wanted to burn down the house. Yeah. Everything that exists deserves to perish. He had, he, had, he had few to no friends. He lost almost all of his friends. He even almost lost Ingalls, um, who got so sick of Marx uh, getting money from him all the time. And he almost lost the only person he truly loved. Well, I would say he did love his kids. He almost lost uh, his wife, Jenny, when, when, he, when he got the family nursemaid, Lenchen, pregnant behind, oh, behind wow. Jenny's back. Yeah. And then, of course, it re- refused to acknowledge that the child was his, refused to pay the, 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 the child a, a penny of child support. He refused to pay Lenchen. Wow. Lenchen was lent to the family on loan by Jenny's, by Jenny's family. She had grown up with Jenny as like a sister. And Jenny's family said, said you know, we, we can't give you guys any more money. This is just wrong. This is wrong. You know, Carl it must make money. But, but, but both Carl's mom and wife said they wish that Carl would start earning capital rather than just writing about capital. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, yeah. So they, so they, they lent Jenny or they lent Lenchen to the Marx family. Marx refused to pay her any money, and and then got her pregnant. Robert Payne says that he that he thinks it's quite possible that Marx may have raped her, but wow. I I don't know of anybody else who has said that. I have no idea if that's true, but at the least, this champion of the proletariat, right, didn't didn't pay her a dime, and when his wife wasn't looking, um, pinned Lynchin down and had sex with her and got her pregnant. That's wow. terrible. What about Angles? Uh, we never we haven't heard anything about him. Is he uh, just like a, a sidekick? I, I never hear anything about him in general. It's always a focus on Marx. Why is that? And what can you tell us about Angles? Yeah, and Engels described Marx when he first saw him as the monster of 10,000 devils. Wow. Right? Imagine that. Imagine that. And Engels, Engels is, is a, a, kind of a much more sympathetic case. So he was a Christian. He was raised a Christian. And he was, he struggled. He struggled with the faith. There's some really touching diary entries and written statements from him where he's struggling to be a good boy, struggling to be faithful. And, and his father, who was a capitalist businessman, at one point sent Ingalls off to England to try to get him away from all these German socialists who were corrupting him. And, and he, he talked about being pulled in by this black man from Trier, right? This dark figure from Trier. That's, that's Marx. He means black here in the sense of like dark, foreboding. So Ingalls got pulled in. He ended up becoming Marx's sidekick. And probably the only reason Marx didn't insult him and call him every name in the book was he needed Marx, or he needed Engels, in order to keep Marx and his family a roof over their heads and in order for Marx to have money. So Marx could sit around all day on his carbuncles and boils and, 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 and write. 
But he did almost lose Ingalls as a friend when Ingalls' live-in girlfriend, um, Ingalls, like so many of these early communists, and this would be a separate conversation, did not believe in marriage. So he refused to marry these poor women. And when one of them died unexpectedly, he was just crushed by it. And Marx wrote him a letter about four pages long, in the first few sentences, opening paragraph, acknowledging Ingalls' the more important issue of asking him for money. All right, praise be to God. That's going to have to do it for our show today, or at least the first hour of it. If you want the entire almost hour-long conversation with Dr. Paul Kingor, you really do need to be on our email list. But there's a chance we may release this as a video on YouTube by the weekend, but you'll have to just stand around and see if that happens. The best way is to jump on the email, and you can do that at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt if you can join us in the next hour we're going to have our game show new prize a pod and her peas.com is our sponsor so praise be to god look forward to that in the next hour thank you for joining us on your catholic drive time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired join us monday through friday at the same time right here on your favorite catholic radio station don't forget to connect with us just go to facebook.com forward slash catholic drive time again that's facebook.com forward slash catholic drive time be sure to share more than just us today share jesus with everyone you meet bye now and god love you How should I respond to someone who wants to know if I've been saved or born again? Answer with a resounding yes. Tell them that it is through baptism that you are saved, just as the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.20, and that it is through baptism, water and the Spirit, that you are born again, just as the Bible says in John 3, verse 5. Many Protestants believe that they are saved by making a single act of faith at a single point in time in their lives. Nowhere does Scripture say such a thing. Catholics believe that salvation is a process which begins with our baptism and continues throughout our lifetimes, just as the Bible teaches us. Many places in Scripture talk about how one is saved, but not one of them says we are saved by one act of faith at just one point in time. Again, 1 Peter 3.20 says that we are saved by baptism. Hebrews 12.14 says that we will not see the Lord unless we are holy, and that we must strive for this holiness. Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, it says we must forgive others or we will not be forgiven. Can you attain salvation if God hasn't forgiven you? No. So our forgiving others is necessary for our salvation. John 6 verse 54 says that we will have eternal life by doing something, eating the flesh and drinking the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Matthew 19 verses 16 and 17, Jesus is asked directly what one must do to have eternal life. Did he say, accept me into your heart once and that's it? No. Jesus said to keep the commandments and you will have life. Yes, as Catholics we are born again, and as Catholics we believe that we were saved, as Paul says in Romans 8.24, that we are being saved, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, and that we will be saved, as Paul says in Romans 5 verses 9 and 10, provided we persevere and keep our eyes on the prize. Salvation is a process, just as Catholics believe, and just as the Bible clearly teaches. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. 
GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. And you have survived it. You have made it through the weekend. You're back at it. A whole new lineup this week. We're very excited about it. We just wrapped up a great conversation with Dr. Paul Kingor. At least it was a teaser. It was a taste. The conversation that we had was an hour long on the devil and Karl Marx, the father of modern socialist communism, uh, which has impacted literally millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of lives, and still does to this day. So, a uh, very important topic to get the real information on the father of this crazy Dr. Paul Kingor. So, we played about 20 minutes of it of an hour-long conversation that we had. If you want the whole conversation, you do need to be on the email list. At least that's the best way to get the whole conversation. And you can do that by pulling out your cell phone and texting the letters GRN to the number 42828. Just text GRN to the number 42828. And when you sign up, you also get uh, a talk by uh, Father Bill Casey from the Fathers of Mercy and that'll go into your email inbox right away. It's a very powerful 30-minute talk. So you're going to get two incredible pieces of content pretty quickly. Uh, we may possibly release this publicly to everyone on our YouTube channel over the weekend, but we'll see. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, and I highly encourage you, if you're not on the email list, to get on it because this interview, the part we played today was only about the uh, about Karl Marx himself. And the rest of the interview, we get into about communism as in in and of itself and the infiltration of communists into the Catholic Church and into yeah. our society. Yeah. So totally worth it, worth being on the email list to get that um, that great, great talk. So I'm super looking forward to uh, having more because he might come back on. Yeah, for sure. He said he would even take phone calls. So that we're going to be booking that soon, hopefully. Uh, also in the studio, Janelle uh, Lee here. Good morning to you. Uh, so a previous intern seeming to uh, be back. You have some time on your hands. Praise be to God. It's good to see you again. Praise be to Jesus Christ. It's good to be here. Now, today you're going to be trying something you've not done before, and oh, that's yeah. read the news Ooh, live. Nervous. Uh, but uh, so if all you're doing is comparing to me, it's a pretty low standard. You ought to be good. <laughs> you ought to be really good. So we're going to be uh, reading the news. And how do you feel about that? Nervous, nervous, but it's all good. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> you know, speaking of all good and fine, today, if I'm not mistaken, Adrian, correct me if I'm wrong, but today is All Easy Answer Monday on the game show. Well, I have not looked at the questions yet, but <laughs> I am. It's safe you're not, to say. You're not building, helping me build it's confidence It's safe to here. say that they probably will be the very most difficult questions no. that we're ever going to ask. These, I'm looking at the questions right easy. now. I'm showing them to the audience uh, just as a sneak peek. Uh, okay, it is super easy Monday questions. Super. Look at look at that. See you, you see that? 
Super easy questions. If you're watching on video, then you know it's super easy. But if you're listening on the radio, then you have to take my word for it. Coming up in less than 15 minutes from now, we will play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we give out prizes. And we're super excited to have a brand new uh, prize pack this week, brand new from apodandherpeas.com. Apodandherpeas.com has generously underwritten our Fear and Trembling Game Show this week. And we will have uh, three opportunities to get in on the prize pack, which is going to be two very high-end uh, rosary pouches. These are beautiful, handcrafted, well-made uh, rosary pouches. This is not the cheap stuff. This is some. This is some high-end stuff, and they're giving out two of these, and we'll be doing that on Friday. So we will have uh, the coffee cup of divine providence is over there by Janelle, and she'll be putting names in the cup, and somebody's name will come out of that cup on Friday. So if you want to play then all you have to do is be a contestant in about 10 minutes from now by calling in on the phone number, which is posted on our website, where you can also join the email list, watch live and everything else at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But we'll give you the phone number as well here in a few minutes. All right, so that's the deal. We're going to play. Uh, we have breaking news and stories, saint of the day, gospel of the day. We will have a reflection plus the game show, all that in the first half hour. In the next half hour, we will do the after show where we conversate with you, the audience, and you get to drive that conversation. Whatever's on your mind, you get to steer that, and we're looking forward to interacting with you. Sound like a fair deal? Then let's pray for whatever your intentions are, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind. We are including those right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful, O Mother of the Word incarnate. Despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now the headlines with Janelle. According to the pillar, Vatican Snoid on Snoidality will be a multi-year global process. The Church's upcoming Snoid on Snoidality will be a two-year process that involves meetings at the levels of diocese and episcopal conferences, meetings and discussions among the bishops of each continent, and finally, a meeting of bishops in Rome. The process was announced while an ongoing national snoid in Germany has roiled the Vatican and set forth sharp lines of division over doctrinal disputes in the Church. The upcoming global snoidal process aims to help the Church grow together through a concrete experience of snoidality, according to a letter sent to bishops Thursday and obtained by the pillar. Rather than in Rather than indicate topics to be discussed, the timeline indicated that among the primary aims of the Snoid is the experience of participation itself. According to the National Catholic Register, Ireland returns to worship after months away from Mass. Public worship at Holy Mass is restored to the Irish. There has been no public worship across the Irish Republic since December 26. Some have defied the ban and have been fined for doing so. Generally, however, the ban was simply accepted and endured by Irish Catholics. On April 30th, Prime Minister Michael Martin announced to the nation that Irish Catholics would be permitted by the state to resume public worship starting May 10th. Further prohibitions due to concerns over COVID-19 are still possible as the country moves forward. For now, at least, the Catholic Church emerges to shine a light of faith among a global pandemic. According to CNBC, 
The Virgin Galactic completes first spaceflight in over two years in step toward finishing development. The Virgin Galactic took a step closer to completing development of its space tourism system on Saturday, successfully flying its first spaceflight in more than two years. This company's spacecraft named VSS Unity was carried up to an altitude about 44,000 feet by a carrier aircraft called VMS Eve. The aircraft then released the spacecraft, which fired its rocket engine and accelerated to more than three times the speed of sound. After performing a slow backflip in microgravity at the edge of space, reaching an altitude of about 293,000 feet, Unity returned through the atmosphere in a glide. The spacecraft landed back at the runway of Spaceport America in New Mexico that it took off from earlier. It was flawless, according to Virgin Galactic CEO Michael Colgalazier. And those are your headline news. Saint King Saint David of Scotland, pray for us. Saint David was born in 1085. He was the youngest son of King Malcolm III. Canmore and St. Margaret of Scotland. He was the brother of St. Matilda, in whose court he grew up and was educated. He was the Prince of Cumbria in 1107. He was married, ascended to the throne of Scotland in 1124. He fought in the border wars with England, and in 1138, he participated in the armistice that halted the fighting. He devoted himself to the welfare of his people and he reorganized the system of land ownership and implemented both new laws and a new legal system. He worked to bring the faithful in Scotland closer to the Vatican. He founded convents and monasteries and supported monastic work and the organization of five new dioceses. He was a spiritual student of St. Alredo of Revol. He died on the 24th of May, 1183, in Carlisle, Scotland, of natural causes. King St. David of Scotland, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Adrian. Although I, I think you were supposed to read that in the Scottish brogue accent, but whatever. Uh, the, today's gospel comes to us from John chapter 19, verses 25 through 34. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine, so they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of the week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's some cool stuff to dive into on this particular passage. Of course, the reference to Our Lady as woman is a reference back to Genesis 3.15 and the woman whose seed would crush the head of Satan. Uh, so, it is a positive reference, not a negative one. And of course, the giving of, of Our Lady to the beloved disciple, which means you and me, and we should all take her into our home. But there is also a very cool reference to um, the Targums. And this is, this is pretty powerful. I would encourage you to do a couple of things. One, go look up Dr. Scott Hahn and the fourth cup. You can find it on YouTube. I guarantee your mind will be blown when you see that the cup of consummation, which is the cup Jesus drinks here on the cross, it has this powerful link back to the Passover. It will blow your mind. The fourth cup, Scott Hahn, look it up on YouTube, search for it, you'll find it. But in the Targums, and the Targums were... Uh, in the before the time of Christ, when they rebuilt the temples and they came back to the Holy Land, the inhabitants of Israel didn't speak Hebrew every day. They were speaking Aramaic, which is a version of Hebrew. So their common tongue was was Aramaic. So in the synagogue, the scroll would be read in Hebrew, and a person would be there to translate it into Aramaic. And then over time, they became like homilies. And these homilies were recorded. Well, in the Palestinian Targum on Numbers chapter 20, verse 11, it speaks of not only water issuing from the rock that followed the people in the wilderness, the one that Moses struck, but blood as well gushed forth from the rock. Both a prefigurement from, uh, to the time when the Messiah would be there on the tree of life and would be struck and both water and blood would pour forth from his side. This Targums, these were read during the time of Christ in the synagogues. It is powerful. St. John Chrysostom would say, the water and blood streaming from the side of Christ are symbolic of the new life we receive in baptism and the nourishment we receive in the Eucharist. He says it indicates, moreover, that the church constituted by these sacraments is the bride of Christ that issues from his side, just as Eve came forth from the side of Adam. This is powerful. Tertullian would say, the blood and water signify the two baptisms of martyrdom and Christian initiation. Powerful opportunity to dive deep on the Holy Gospel today. Take an opportunity and meditate and pray. The birth of the church, the season of Passover, the pouring out of the Holy Ghost. Why? To transform the world, to save souls. That's our mission. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is coming up next. 877-757-9424. Call right now. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin. 
whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Welcome back to Catholic and or Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show. Why are you laughing at me, Adrian? The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where you have a secret and hidden agenda. Before I tell you what that is, though, the phone lines are wide open right now. If you've never played before or if you haven't played in a while, your chance to get in is pretty good. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424 is the phone number to call. All right. Uh the Catholic Trivia Game Show is called Fear and Trembling. Now, here's the deal. All right, I have three questions in my hand, all official Catholic Trivia questions. And today, I think, I'm pretty sure, is All Easy Answer Monday. So, uh, who knows? It could be a very easy day today for somebody. But we have a hidden agenda, a secret agenda. So, please do me a favor and don't share this information with anybody. Uh, but we like to do a few things here. Number one, we like to... Teach the faith. So you tend to learn something you probably did not know before. Praise God for that. We also, uh, we don't uh, ask the caller the question. And the callers that do call in are usually really good sports and a lot of fun because we like to laugh a little bit. And that's always fun. And then, of course, we give out prizes. And it's a win-win-win for everybody involved. And that's what we love most. So praise be to God. And this week, so what happens is, I ask, uh, today I'll ask Janelle, I'll ask Adrian, one of them will be right, the other will be wrong, the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision, who do they trust more, Janelle or Adrian, and then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize, which is generously underwritten by a apodandherpeas.com, apodandherpeas.com, Andrea has been generous to give us Two of these boxy pouches, which hold your rosaries, but these are high end. Okay, uh, beautifully constructed, wonderfully designed uh, Catholic artwork to hold your rosary beads, and uh, I'm very excited. We're giving out two this week, and we will be able to pull a name out of the coffee cup of divine providence and send them this prize from a pod and her on Friday. So that is the deal. All right. So uh, we have a few callers that called in today. Praise be to God. Thank you very much for for uh, participating. If you don't get on the program today, please 
please do call uh, again tomorrow and you'll have your chance. Let's let's go to the phones here. Good morning to you, Joe. Thank you for being a part of our program. Morning. Thank you for having me. Joe, where are you calling from? From Houston, Texas, on hey. my way to downtown. Praise be to God. And where do you go to church, Joe? Uh, St. Faustina in Folcher, Texas. Oh, Father Dat. I know him well. Praise be to God. Uh, you know, incredible priest uh, escaped by uh, Vietnam by boat in the middle of the night in order to pursue his vocation. So very cool. Very cool story. Um, Joe, have, have you been listening? Do you, do you know how the game is played? I sure do, yes. So you know then. You know that uh, Adrian Ready. and Janelle now, they can be very tricky people, and they might try to fool you. I'm ready. I, however, am on your side. I am your advocate here on the show, just so you know. I am a friend. They, I, I can't speak for them. I don't know. But let's, uh, but let's play here. We're going to go with Janelle first, as has been our custom. Janelle, are you ready? Oh, yes. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Janelle, can you tell me, what is meant by the word amen? Hmm. Amen's like that, kind of like the signature you get at the bottom of a letter, like sincerely, or like love, or XOXO, when you pray. So I think it's kind of like, thank you, God, or please, especially at the end of a prayer. Uh, thank you, God, or please, is your yes. answer? Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's see what uh, Adrian has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me what is meant by the word amen? I can't tell you. Glad we had this conversation. Yes. Could you elaborate? Maybe? Oh, right, right. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, that would be so be it or so it is. Ooh, mm-hmm. so be it or so it is. Hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. Adrian is on the hook for so be it or so it is. And Janelle is on the hook for what'd you say? I said, thank, thank you, you God, God or please. Or please. 15 seconds on the clock, Joe. Who's right? Who's wrong? What say you? I'm going to go with Amen I Do Believe, Adrian. Survey says. There we go. So be it. So it is. In fact, Joe, you are right. In fact, uh, please thank you, God. What, what did you say, Janelle? I'm like, Thank you, God. I couldn't keep and track please. of it all. It was just too much for my brain oh, yeah. this time of morning. I've only had 24 <laughs> ounces of coffee so far, so Oof. we're not there yet. Yes. Joe, congratulations. You uh, smelled that one out pretty good, and you are in the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week with this week's prize, if it be God's will. So well done, good sir. That was a pretty easy question, though, don't you think? Yes, that was pretty easy. Joe, do you think it was that, pretty easy? That one was on the easier side, yeah. Yeah, see, I told you, it's all easy question Monday today. Uh, this next one, I have to tell you, I feel like it's super easy. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. We'll go to Adrian next. Adrian, can you tell me? Maybe. <laughs> in what country did the Blessed Virgin Mary appear in a village called Knock. Is that a joke? Like a knock-knock joke? It is not a knock-knock joke. No. Although we could turn it into one, I imagine. Right, right. What country is the village of Knock in where Our Lady appeared there, as well as uh, others? St. Joseph. That's right. St. Joseph appeared there. Yeah, that would be Wakanda, my favorite favorite country. And uh, that Our Lady (laughs) appeared there with St. Joseph and the child Jesus was there as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. One more time. You, what country? Wakanda. Wakanda. Yes, sir. Not Wakanda. I'm going to Google map that just to see. <laughs> uh, okay, so your answer is Wakanda? Yes, okay. not Wakanda. Not Wakanda. Uh, Janelle, can you help? Uh, Janelle, can you tell me in what country 
Did the Blessed Virgin Mary appear in a village called Nock? What country was that? Hmm. I'm going to go with Ireland. 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 Be sure it's not Wakanda? Well, hmm. all right. So it might be. Janelle is on the hook for Ireland, and Adrian is on the hook for Wakanda. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Joe, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go with Janelle in Ireland. Are you sure? Oh, I was going to tease that out a little more, Adrian. But congratulations, <laughs> Joe. You spelled that one out, too. In fact, Wakanda, isn't that like a Marvel Duh. thing? Yes, it's a mystical, a, a mythical country <laughs> where the Black Panther lives and where they have the mythical element, uh, which is vibranium. It's uh, completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Marvel fan, Joe? I am, but I, I have to admit I had never heard of Wakanda before. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, there was I saw this video of this student uh, just go, uh, doing an entire presentation on the country of Wakanda, and the teacher was like, "Wow, I've never heard of this country." <laughs> oh my! Okay, well, in fact, it is Knock Ireland, and guess who else appeared there? By the way, bonus question: uh, Besides Our Lady and Saint Joseph, who else appeared at Knock? Anybody? 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 Oh, man, no. I don't know. No, no. St. Michael. Uh, the <gasps> Apostle John, the beloved disciple, was <gasps> also there as well. Ooh. All right, Joe, you are in the coffee cup twice. Third chance here. Let's see how it goes. We're back to Janelle this time. And I have to say, I think this one also is a very easy question, making it super easy question Monday today. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the angelic representative an unseen companion of every person on planet Earth. Alrighty. So, the unseen companion of every person on Earth. Hmm. So, way before every single person was created, God gave them a companion. And that mm-hmm. companion mm-hmm. looked at your DNA structure, mm-hmm. knew who you are going to be, mm-hmm. who knew mm-hmm. what your defects was, were going to mm-hmm. be, your vices, your virtues. Mm-hmm. And they said, yes, I will... Okay, I need an answer. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go for spirit animal. Um, I'm sorry. I had a little sneeze there. (laughs) Something in my throat, maybe. Uh, You were saying? um, Yes. What was it called? Everyone has a spirit animal given to them by God. So your answer is spirit animal. Yes, sir. Hmm. And it has something to do with my DNA? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's all Uh, the DNA. Adrian, Adrian, can you help us? Uh, Adrian, can you tell us? What is the angelic representative, an unseen companion of every person on Earth and sometimes on the moon? Uh, well, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, that would be our guardian angel. Uh, you sure it's not a spirit animal? You know, it's a 50-50. It's, totally it's, a, it's, a, it's a toss-up. Okay. Could be guardian angel. Could okay. be spirit animal. Uh, so Adrian is on the hook for guardian angel, and Janelle is on the hook for spirit animal. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong, Joe? What say you? Well, thanks to my mom and dad, angel of God, my guardian dear. I'm going to go with uh, guardian angel here. Survey says... Duh. Yeah, duh. duh. Well done, Joe. Uh, you weren't thrown for the spirit animal DNA, which was <laughs> yes, so convincing. This is great. This is great, Janelle. See, this is the difference that between one. a communications degree and someone working on their degree. Is uh, spirit animal is the difference apparently? 
So uh, you weren't thrown. These were easy questions, right, Joe? I mean, all easy Monday. Praise be to God. You did well. Thank you. Yeah, you guys took it easy on me on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're very I, I grateful. assure you it was not intentional. We're very grateful, Joe. Thanks for playing. Thanks for being a good sport. We like to have a good laugh in the process, but uh, we're going to put you on hold so we get your phone number just in case it be God's will that your name come out of the coffee cup of divine providence today. So uh, God love you. God bless you. And thank you again for playing with us today. Hey, thank you all. God bless you guys. Have a great day at work. All right. That is going to do it for the radio side of Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. We have all survived it. Uh, coming up here across the Guadalupe Radio Network is the Holy Mass. If you're going to attend Mass today, listen to Mass today, please do us a favor. Keep us in your prayers. We're very grateful to you. Uh, if you would like to join us in the after show, we'd love to have you. You get to drive the conversation. It's a bit more casual than you're used to, uh, which is a lot of fun. A lot of inside jokes get thrown around, but we will explain them to you, no problem. And you can join us right on our website, by the way. You can watch us live right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Or you can simply be on a Facebook feed or on a YouTube feed commenting, and we'll be interacting and reading your comments and letting you steer the show. Again, grnonline.com forward slash CDT to watch us live, to get on the email list, and all that and more. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We'll see you back here, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for another round of Catholic Drive Time tomorrow morning. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and the After Show, where we get a little bit more casual about our conversation. Um, a lot of inside humor is tossed about, so if you're brand new here, make sure you tell us you're brand new. Tell us you're a first-time commenter, and we'll lavish some love on you there. So uh, whatever you want to conversate about, we can you can just comment there on Facebook, YouTube, even on our website, by the way, and we will be interacting with you. Uh, let me, I'm kind of trying to go there right Hashtag now. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> I wonder who would have fallen for that. I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> A lot of people would. If no. Never, if they've never heard Wakanda, of Wakanda. If they've never heard of it. Come now. It, it sounds like a real country. No, it doesn't. Absolutely <laughs> does. Sounds like Marvel. No, not at all. I, they literally, like people have been, uh, they played pranks on people and talked about the country of Wakanda and people believed it because, I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't know every country in the world. Oh, man. Lori said I watch too many movies. No, Joe watches too many movies. <laughs> I watch just the right amount of movies. Well, just the, the wrong ones. That's what you watch. The wrong ones. What should Black Panther's spirit animal be? It's a panther, of I course. I was going to say a tiger. Christopher Chance. I was going to say a tiger. It could, be, it could go either way. I could see an argument for both. <laughs> um, boy, uh, it's, it's funny. Half of the first hour, the hardest part, was already pre-recorded, and yet my brain is 
shut off now, and I'm like ready for a Uh-oh. nap again. I don't know what it is today. Oh, just a reminder, we're going off early today uh, due to intersections with Bree and Joey, so uh, we'll probably be, uh, maybe I'll give us an extra two minutes, not at, at, at 40 after, but maybe 42 after. You're funny. Uh, jo- uh, Sienna has been on. Sienna, I'm so sorry. You know, she's really missing Emily here. I, I don't want to tell you, Sienna. God's will be done in all things. I don't. We don't know when uh, Emily will be posting again on our YouTube channel. You just have to keep an eye out there. But God's will be done. Um, let's see, Sienna. Good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us today, Mary Barone. Good morning to you, Susan. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's see, Angelo and Mike K. We'll be praying for you, Mike. Sounds like you had a bit of a rough uh, weekend there, but we're, we're going to keep you in our prayers for sure. Uh, let's see. Christopher Velasquez, good morning to you. Fizz, good morning. Pocahontas and Christopher De La Rosa. Is Christopher De La Rosa a first-time commenter? We had uh, three first-time commenters today. What? Yep, Stop. Yep. Really? Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's, let's hear it then, man. We had, but first, before that, I wanted to say the other one. And uh, Ros- Rosentina? She was, I believe, a first-time commenter as well. So that's the, that's the three first-time commenters. So God bless y'all. Amen. There we go. Yes. Totally agree. 100%. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for commenting for the first time. We really love first-time commenters. We're very grateful to everybody who's commenting, and especially if you've never commented before. If, you, if this is your second time commenting, though, you get even more special uh sounder there so let us know if you're a second time commenter david from new hampshire says good morning cdt team joe mentioned the dr han dr han's book the fourth cup the insights it will completely change your understanding of the last supper and christ's last words on the cross yay and amen um but i was more referring to his talk on the fourth cup which predates the book by a long shot uh the book is probably better because it probably contains more information in detail uh but for those who have short attention Bands, just go to YouTube, type in Dr. Scott Hahn, Fourth Cup, and you will get an incredible talk that will blow your mind. Uh, the connecting Christ on the cross to the Passover in Egypt. And uh, it's pretty powerful stuff. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And then if you can, get the book and uh, even dive deeper on the subject. There's several people who've done some really good work on the Fourth Cup. Dr. Hahn was the first one I ever came across, though. There was a guy in Louisiana. He actually gave a parish mission on the fourth cup. He had a website too. I haven't been there in so long, but he had a lot of great information as well. Uh, I'd have to go back and find that though. Let's see. Good morning, Jeff, and God bless you always as well. That's on the YouTube side. On the Facebook side, of course, Christopher Chance, good morning to you. Gloria, good morning. Luz and Lori, good morning to you. Josh, Thanks for hanging out with us today, Josh. Good morning to you, Joaquin and Susan and Jesus and Don. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, let's see who else is on the, uh, the Facebook side. Christopher wants to know what, uh, on the uh, YouTube side, Christopher De La Rosa uh, wants to know who was the sponsor for last week's prize. That would be, uh, let's see, a Brightly, Brightly Hued. Code, or Brightly Hued. Yes, BrightlyHued.com. Brightly the 10-sticker set. Yeah, Brightly Hued. That was the, uh, the sponsor for last week. Amen. Mm-hmm. Melanie, good morning to you, Melanie. Melanie loved your answers, Janelle. <laughs> she thought you were a lot I'm of glad I, I spent a your, lot of time thinking about them. Your spirit animal answers there. <laughs> uh, Buddy Kane, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Lori. Good morning to you. Patty, uh, who always hangs out with us in the first hour. God love you. Bruce uh, Tolman, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. We're very grateful to you. And you already mentioned Rosentina, who was a first-time commenter. We're very grateful to have Rosentina on with us today. Praise be to God. Uh, We love hanging out with all of our audience. And uh, so thank you for commenting. Thank you for being a part of Catholic Drive Time team today. What did you think about that interview with Dr. Paul Kengor? Was that something else? Glenn Trahan. He says, I have the fourth cup on cassette tape. (laughs) What's a a cassette Cassette tape? Cassette. I've only heard of those in dreams and stories. Oh, that's that thing they use in the the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Glenn. I've got mine on vinyl. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that what people wear? (laughs) I have a lot of cassette tapes still of, like... Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn used to do these incredible Bible studies, and there were lectures from his uh, classes at Steubenville, and they'd end up on cassette tape. And I, I have tons of that stuff, and there, his, his, his study on the Book of Noah, <laughs> mind-blowingly awesome, incredible. I just, I can't recommend the stuff enough. It's just so good. Most good of morning, it, Tammy. Most of it you can probably find through searching online, though. Now. Chris said uh, Adrian should do a follow-up answer regarding Lataveria. Before you do, is Tammy a new commenter? She is, I believe, which means uh, she gets... Uh... Don't do it, it won't <laughs> are you saying it was God that forced Tammy to comment? Is that, it was, what, what are you trying to, what are you trying to insinuate? It was, predestined. it was predestined. It was predestined that Tammy comment today at this time. So it's beyond her control. Is what you're saying? Yes. It was all part of the plan. It was predestined. Part, trust the plan? Did you just say trust the plan? No, Janelle? no. I said it was all part of the plan. Come on, man. Oh, Tammy, thank you for commenting today. We're very grateful to you for being a first time commenter. Praise be to God. Now, what were you going to follow up on? Latveria. Have you heard of that country? Latveria. I thought we were talking That's about Wakanda. Country? No, he's, uh, we're talking about Latveria now. He said we should do a follow up talking about Latveria. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. What's Latveria? Is that where the uh, other characters are from? The uh the two the the brother and sister team? No. No. You're is uh Doctor Doom from the the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. That's uh, his country that he uh Latveria. Yep. It's supposed to be an isolated European country ruled by she the fictional Supreme Lord Doctor Doom. Yep, Doctor Doom. Do- Doctor uh what's his what's his first name? Victor Von Doom is his name. Which is a it's a pretty epic name. Pretty, that pretty, sounds pretty epic. Awesome. I, I love comic books a little bit, maybe a little too much. Tammy says no. Nope. She's not a first time commenter. <laughs> well, you got you got the sounder anyway. Then then okay, you're a returning commenter. Then wait, that means you wait get wait a second. Is today Memorial Day of the Apocalypse? Today's Memorial Day? No. It's the Memorial Day of Our Lady. Jeff I think. said, "Do y'all have any special plans for Memorial Day?" That's okay. not till like next week. Oh. Uh, welcome back, Tammy, by the way. Uh, do we have special plans for Memorial Day? Hmm. I don't. Um, no. No, we don't. Uh, Chris said the real Doctor Doom, not the terrible film version. Yeah, the movie Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom version in the movies is pretty, it's pretty horrible. He's not even a king. He's just some guy. Um, yeah, not very good. In the comic books, he's like super epic, takes over the world like several times. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have plans for Memorial Day? Nope. Let let us know. We'd love to know. Josh said, "Good morning." Yes, Marx was definitely possessed. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, pretty a pretty astute observation there, Josh. 
He's a he's a man. A, he's a brilliant man. Br- you owe him money too. Like wow, you, how do you afford gas with paying out all these fans? No, me and me and Josh were actually arguing over the weekend. We actually went to uh, the same wedding together, and we um, we were arguing about whether or not jazz music is degenerate. And I was saying <laughs> it definitely is degenerate. And he was like, "Dude, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> I agree uh, with Josh. So dude, my what, dad would agree. What is wrong with you? It's a good question. We should devote a whole show to what is wrong with you, Adrian. Josh could call in and comment on that yes. quite a bit. He'll be our expert witness. Janelle, you said your dad would agree with who? Me or Josh? With Josh. That jazz music is not it's degenerate. His favorite exactly. genre of music. No, Josh, yeah. it's totally degenerate. Y'all are all wrong. Oh, wow. There it's, you go, it's folks. It's Adrian contra Munde. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite mm-hmm. Mr. Cesar on the show. We're going to talk about how jazz music is degenerate. Uh-huh. I know. As yeah. A- Let's play Kenny G. Can we play Ken- some Kenny G? Kenny G? Am I the only one whose mind was blown when Kenny G came out uh, with this skill set <laughs> of being able to both play a note and breathe in at the same time? Like, how is that possible? How can you breathe out and breathe in simultaneously? He was able to do that, and he was able to play the longest continuous note uh, in, in history as a result to that skill. So jazz music is definitely not degenerate. It's it definitely brings degenerate. us It brings us a long continuous note. It is definitely value-add. Tammy says, thank you, Joe. I was one of the Adrian. I was one I was the one Adrian wanted to block Friday because I asked for the horns. Ooh. God bless you. The, the female spelling of the name Adrian. Well done. Well done, Tammy. Well, welcome back. Praise be to God. No, I'm, I'm about to to block, block her from the YouTube channel. <laughs> Why? She, she can't comment anymore. What? Mm-mm. Why? What is? What has she done? Uh, Josh says, my throat is scratchy this morning, so no, but... No, you're wrong, Adrian. Mozart also used piano to make music about what? I, I can't say that on on. I can't. What? <laughs> this is a family show, Josh. What are you doing to me here, man? You want me to read these kinds of comments? He would. He he used a piano to make music about flatulation. So take that. What is this high school? Do I need to break the two of you up? Like, go to your corners right now. What's going on here? Uh, uh, Lori says, alligators can do that. Kenny G must be an alligator or part alligator. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I saw, <laughs> I saw Princess and the Frog. That sounds very conspiratorial. It was, a, it was an alligator that was playing the trumpet and Princess and the Frog. So everything's being, it's, it's like coming together now. It's all making sense. Okay. I, I'm fairly certain that this Kenny G guy is an alligator. I don't know. Well, he may not be an alligator, but we know what his spirit animal is. The oh, alligator. There you go. <laughs> this sounds go. very conspiratorial. Everything. Everything. I feel like we should have tinfoil hats on during this segment. We, we have officially circled back. We have officially circled back. I guess that's going to do it. Uh, Adrian's not going to let us talk and chat and be silly for much longer here because he has work to do. Uh, Bree Dale's intersection. Bree and Joe are going to be up at the top of the hour, streaming live right here on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. So hang out for that. Bree Dale was in our "What's Concerning Us" section in the first hour, talking about China. Big news in China. Pray for them. Pray for peace in our world. Uh, it looks like Israel struck a factory in Iran over the weekend. So lots to pray about. We'll be back on tomorrow with the full lineup. God love you and God bless you. See you back here 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Please do us a favor and tell others. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on your Catholic Drive Time. 
where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
tell you. Yeah, Janelle, give me your uh, give me your argument, and then um, so the other thing too is to really uh, we need to have like a chuck, 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 chuck. Good morning. You're really looking for just a summer job, is what it sounds like. Well, I'm glad we uh, dealt with all the issues during uh, Joe's show. I don't know. I think my guess is that for some reason um, com your Comrex system doesn't want to connect to us. And so it's only working if I connect to you. But since you were trying to connect to us, uh, we were having issues uh, doing that. So I needed it to because um, it kept on saying you were busy. Yeah, it's very weird. Yes, where do you want that? Coolio. What a chosen do this time. Oh, that's Joe. Yeah. He was complaining about it like, like a year ago. What happened? Sorry, I'm here now. I have my mic and stuff on. Can you guys hear me okay? I have never seen <clears throat> The Chosen, so I have no opinions on The Chosen. I don't know. St. Uh, Venerable Mary of Agreda's visions seem to say the opposite. That uh, the, well, she would, she would say that one, she, that Our Lady did not have birth pains, that she passed through a womb like light through glass. Right, but we're referring to private revelation. 
and uh, well, I mean, define doctrine. Because doctrine just means like, a, well, that would be a dogma. I think it. I think it would be, yeah. Because it's certainly not a dogma, but it's certainly a teaching. Hmm, I don't know. Well, of course, she suffered, but she didn't, I would say she just didn't suffer the pains of, of birth, that particular pain. Not for certain. Uh, how does it go against Immaculate Conception? This sounds like a lot of mental gymnastics. That maybe what? Sorry, my computer's being like ridiculously loud right now. Uh, yeah, cool. I just posted about it, so yeah. He wants to purify the holy land of all usurpers. No. He wants to purify. I posted the I posted the tweet in our chat. Huh? Yeah, I posted it like an hour and a half ago. Three minutes. And I wrote a tweet about it. Wait, wait, like, hold on. Wait, where did you want the the video of the chosen? 
At the end, okay. Audio and video. Yes, purify the Holy Land from the contamination of the usurpers. That's the tweet. Well, that's what he encouraged Hamas to do. Anyway, I posted it about a, an hour ago. Anyway, yeah, I, I, and I wrote something for Joey. Like, it, it, it's in the same chat. Two minutes. Uh, so, <laughs> no, please don't. So, uh, just talk about. I mean, I have. Yeah, well, so uh, just we could. I, I caught up on some of the stuff with the bishop and um, some of the other things, but I sent you the the links to the things I thought were interesting from the last week that were relevant to what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I did, but it's not up on my computer. Why are you freaking out, computer? You need to calm down. Seriously, probably you hear uh, it? too many things running. Uh, I mean the same that I always do, but good mm-hmm. lord, like that's it's yeah, it's loud. very loud. I'm gonna have to manually set my. Let's put you at like twenty percent and max you out at like. One minute, uh, I'm going to put you all on mute. Live from the sun drenched.